the juice and mo podcast you know last night after the game six between the celtics and heat we're like oh we're gonna go ahead and record a quick reaction thing for youtube but then we witnessed a classic insane finish so we hopped on live and we figured why don't we share it with the audio people also if you're an audio person listening to this we appreciate you guys so much make sure you help us out too if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. All it does is help our channel grow so Kings fans and NBA fans around the world know what we're doing. And also, make sure to check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. We are posting content each and every day. Here's a reaction of what went down in this crazy game six. Holy shit. We were not planning to go live tonight, but we just witnessed this crazy ass Eastern Conference final game in which the Celtics are now just the fourth team in NBA history to force a game seven after being down 3-0. We get a game seven on Monday night in Boston between the Celtics and the Heat. And for just a mere moment, I'm thinking, man, we're gonna about to be talking about Jimmy Butler coming up big after struggling. He had 15 in the fourth quarter. Gets fouled on a three. His team's up with a couple of seconds to go. And then it's Marcus Smart. Launching a good look. No one's paying attention to Derek White, Morgan mm. Reagan. Max Roos is trailing, and Derek White tips it in with a fraction at the horn. And the Celtics, on the brink of elimination, find a way to win. Holy shit. They were not ready to go home. They were not ready to go home. They said, they said, what was it? Well, it was uh, when their backs were against the wall. Don't, after don't let us three, get one. Don't let us don't get let's one. Get don't one. let us get one. get one. Yeah, sure. People talking shit. Everyone's like, show it, show it, show it. They're showing it. Yeah. They're showing it right now. And, you know, I, I, just looking at that final possession, Marcus Smart, getting a good look and even for him to get that look you know he was one of their only guys knocking down those outside shots early on in this game so it was like you trust that shot but then Derek White his one and only offensive rebound of the game was the most important offensive rebound of that entire game and the Heat struggled all game long when it came to rebounding, when they would go in that zone. Now, I mean, if you look at the rebounding numbers really close, or was it actually tied? Well, it's tied, but it, here's yeah. the, the, the point is second chance opportunities. Yes. 12 offensive rebounds for Boston created 16 second chance points. Mm. There's a lot to go over in this game. The ending is just insane. And I think we'll just start there because Boston looked like they were about to have an epic just collapse late in the game like we witnessed early in this series in games one and two yep you know they're up nine with three minutes to play and i'm telling morgan i'm like i don't like how they're playing right now because they are just they're they're, they're kind of milking the clock they, and they played like they had already won yeah and i think miami's zone dictated some things sure starting to pressure them then go into the zone but they were playing you're right like oh we're just milking it out we'll get to game seven 
And that was not the way to go. And you start missing some shots. You still start taking some bad shots. The ball doesn't move the same. The rhythm isn't there. The flow isn't there. And you could see it. And it didn't help that Miami started to get things going, even though they were shooting like shit this entire game. Yeah, they did not shoot the ball well in the game. But in the fourth quarter, Miami was 10 of 19. And Jimmy Butler had 15 of those points. Boston ends up 6 of 20 in the fourth, 2 of 10 from three. But they did knock down 11 for 13 from the free throw line. They were outscored 31-25 in the fourth. But, yeah, I mean, this was just such a bizarre game. It was bizarre for so many reasons. One, you're like, why? how is Miami in this game? Butler and Bam are zeros right now, yep. and it was the others keeping them alive. It was Struess coming in having an impact. It was Vincent for a stretch. Martin, even Duncan Robinson had a stretch where he was a scoring stretch. the ball. And you're like, okay, they're still kind of in this. Can they just turn it on? They did turn it on, and they were literally, literally one stop away. And from you saw, going and they to showed. the NBA Finals. They showed. They had that zoom in on Jimmy Butler when the Celtics caught a timeout after Jimmy Butler hit those big three free throws. And it was Jimmy saying, one more stop. One more stop. And man, <laughs> they almost Dude, had it. They I, almost had it. I'm looking at some of my notes in this game. And, you know, in the fourth quarter, obviously, they Miami starts going a little bit of a run. But then it's 191. Okay. Now it's 193. Miami gets a stop. Butler hits a three. And you're like, okay. Now it's oh. a four-point game. Yep. Uh, then Jimmy gets fouled, makes one of two. It's 197. The craziest sequence was on that second, on that missed free throw, on the second free throw they missed. They got a second chance shot. Duncan Robinson, wide open for three. Great look. Missed it, but it was all right. They, they kind of kept with it, kept with it. Uh, Celtics at the free throw line, missing some crucial free throws. Brown goes one of two. Then Butler comes down, gets an and one. Brutal. Yeah. Then it's 102-100. Some great defense. Duncan gets a transition three that could not have been more open. Oh, He felt good about it. A lot of people I saw, obviously, NBA Twitter, Talking about why do you take that shot? Why do you take that shot? It seemed quick. It, I mean, but he it was did. Open. It was in transition. He felt like he was in rhythm and it was open. And if you're going to mm. have a guy take a shot, Duncan Robinson out of all games was knocking some down, feeling a little better offensively in this game. And just you could tell both those missed threes, they were hitting the back of the rim. His body was falling forward. It was just a little bit too much. Brutal. So then. He missed that. Smart gets fouled, makes one of two. It's 102-100 with 16.9 to go. Jimmy Butler with the rock. He's got Horford on the switch. There's a stretch. We both wondered, did Jimmy have a double dribble? They didn't call it. Horford clearly fouls him. They wondered, is it a two or a three? It turns out it's three free throws for Jimmy Butler. I think it was a double dribble. And I think it was just covered by Al Horford's body, so the officiating crew couldn't see it. And then even when the Celtics called for that review, just because, or I'm sorry, for that challenge, because they had a challenge left, it was more just to be like, look, let's use it. This is a big play, big shot. Did Al Horford really hit him on the arms? Yes, he did. And then when they did go back and review it, they're like, it wasn't a two, it was a three. 
So Jimmy goes a line, makes three massive Huge. free throws, timeout. They're talking things over. Like Morgan said, Jimmy Butler's on the bench going, one stop. One more stop. One stop. They couldn't get the one stop. And well, what do you know? It's a box out. I mean, I, I was looking at how Struess came up. There's so much attention on Smart for three. White gets separation from Struess. So all of a sudden, Struess is trailing while White's crashing. There's no chance for him to box out because he was trailing. And he tried to get back, but it just wasn't enough. White was in the right spot at the right time. That He wasn't. He, he, go ahead. And he wasn't the only body that was crashing on that play. Right. You see Jason Tatum, no body on him either. Brutal. And it was just. Brutal. You, you look at where the ball landed and how the timing and just where you got to be in the right place at the right time. But. The Celtics kept putting themselves in that position, especially on the offensive glass, in gaining those second-chance opportunities. And in this case, they were like, this is to save our lives, to force a Game 7. So many green jerseys just flying in there. Just great effort. I can't imagine being a Celtics fan or a Heat fan watching this game. Because watching this game all along, I'm thinking – that Miami was hanging in there, Boston just felt like they couldn't close the right way. They had instances in this game where I, I thought at halftime, uh, but before the half, the final four minutes of that half, Miami finishes on a 12-5 to run. I'm like, Boston, you're up 11 here with 4.15 to go. The crowd's completely out of it. Bam and Jimmy cannot hit anything. anything. And let's give credit where credit's due. It's Boston's defense, too. But... They did not close well. And so Miami's just hanging around. And the same thing happened here at the end of the fourth quarter where they hung around and end up getting the lead. It took a Derek White tip in to force a game seven. I can't imagine the stress of being a Celtics fan watching tonight thinking, oh, we got this game seven. Then, oh, my God, we just choke, lost it. Choke. Oh, we, my God. Jimmy Butler at the line. Smart. Oh, it's Marcus. Smart taking the three. And then White tips it in. Holy shit. And then if you're a Miami fan, those Miami fans, when Butler was at the line with his three free throws, especially after he made the third, they were all going, we're going to the finals. Wow. They were feeling it. And I think it's so funny, too, because I think if you look everywhere, too, a lot of people are stunned. You saw the broadcast crew at the end, Kevin Harlan, Van Gundy, Reggie, speechless, literally speechless. And that's why there's so many things I want to talk about, so many things I want to break down. And I want to start, too, with what you were kind of talking about and going into that second half and where the Celtics really started to break down. When did Jason Tatum get his first point? At the free throw line with six-something left in the fourth quarter. It wasn't even until then. I mean, slowly, the Heat were just chipping away, chipping away. They weren't making their shots. They weren't making their shots from the inside. They weren't making their shots from the outside. Celtics defense, from the start, Deuce, much better defense. Just the way that they're getting up into guys, the physicality. You could just tell that there's a little bit more desperation there um, compared to that, what, that game three that we saw when it just felt like everything was going downhill. It felt like they gave up. Everyone's asking for Joe Missoula's job. It's, it's crazy yeah. what a game like that can do 
to a team and what it can bring out of a team. And truly, their defense, their physicality has just been on another level. And it got them a win like this. And I'm not acting like it was because of their defense that every single shot was missed by Jimmy Butler and obviously Bam Adebayo when you look at those two and what they weren't achieving on the offensive end. But even with, with the way that they got into them and they were active, we talked about this. Jimmy seemed deflated. Not deflated. His body language almost seemed like tired or hurt. Like, yeah. was it his ankle? What? What's? What? Where's his confidence? He was very passive. He was hesitant. He was not quick with his decisions. He did not look like he was comfortable with really any switch. Rob Williams plays, I don't know, 20-something minutes in up? this game. I want to know how many minutes he played. W- Williams played 17 minutes in this game. Mm-hmm. I felt like... He was so impactful in those 17 minutes. It's not like you look at the box score and go, oh, look at all those blocks. He didn't have block a shot tonight. But, dude, did he make those Heat players think. And, yeah, those Miami Heat players think. I thought he did a hell of a job. Horford did a hell of a job. But you're right. I don't know what was going on with Butler. It did get to a point I'm going late before he went on that run run in the fourth. I'm thinking, okay, is he being hesitant in attacking and with the shot? Because the ankle's bugging him. Yeah. Is it just he too many games of wear and tear? What is happening? Because it's one thing for him to miss shots. I felt like he started getting his own head and he stopped attacking. And I don't know what clicked for him in the fourth quarter. It was adrenaline. It was desperation. But finally, he saw some shots drop. He got to the free throw line. But yeah, he did not look good. He was real. I mean. This game as a whole, if you really want to take a step back from like all the drama in the last four minutes, mm-hmm. if Jimmy and Bam play well tonight, Miami's going to the NBA Finals. And I, I know it's like so simplistic to look at it that way, but in the playoffs, if your guys are guys, if Jimmy Butler and Bam are playing to their potential, playoff Jimmy averaging like 31 a game, if Bam is playing with aggressiveness and attacking and scoring. And why isn't he posting up more? Shove him in the post more. When you get that, the Celtics switch on everything. You get that pick and roll, that switch, and then put Bam in the post. And I say that, but you're exactly right when you talk about your guys not, or the Heat's main guys not getting things done. Bam was missing a lot of those shots. He yeah. was missing a lot of those little hooks or just, you know, quick little bunnies by the rim. Jimmy Butler wasn't even getting to his spots. But, yeah, Bam, there's a lot more times where I'm like, all right, now you have smart on you. What are you going to do? Put the ball on the floor. Make a little move. Like, you you, you have the ability to do that as a big. And sometimes I feel like he goes back to just being like, an old school kind of post up big where he's like, okay, you push me away from the hoop. I'm not going to go into you. Get your ass into them. Well, he's got to make shots too. That's the other. I mean, he was four of 16, right? Four of Ugh. 16, 11 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Jimmy Butler finishes with 24, 15 in the fourth. He was 12 of 14 from the free throw line. He also had 11 rebounds, eight assists, but he was five of 21 shooting in this game. Miami shoots 35%. And how weird is this game as a whole where, Boston was seven of 20 from three, but wins the game. The first few, you know, few games, they couldn't hit threes and it was over seven of 35 from three in this game. 
and Boston finds a way to get it done. Um, the other thing that should be pointed out, you mentioned the challenges inside yeah. with Rob Williams, or even Al Horford. Oh my a hell of a block God. on Bam. That was, was beautiful. It was block. nasty. Miami was 16 of 52 in the paint. 16 of 52 in yeah. the paint tonight. It was bad. I mean, it was just really bad not getting things done when they had some of those easier looks, some of those easier moments. And at times you're going, okay, this is, I mean, this is the shot you want. This is the look you want. And then when that ball's just like whipping around and you see them play some, um, take some clock, they play some good half court offense. They, they play well in that two man game with Bam Adebayo. And then there's other times it just went to shit. And what the Celtics did a good job of is capitalizing on that, right? Especially with their defense, making sure to finish off the play, trying to get that rebound, pushing it down the other end. And that's why when they did slow things down in that second half, Killed or me. especially, or not even in that second half, in that fourth quarter, when things really started going the other way, it was really confusing why they didn't continue to play their game. So now we get a game seven and it's in Boston. Usually in these situations, you don't see the team that is the higher-seeded team like Boston go down 3-0 in a series. Yeah. So we haven't seen stuff like this. So we're in a situation where the team that's got the higher seed, obviously, has the Game 7 on their home floor after being down 3-0 in a series. I wish I could be like, oh, man, Boston's got the edge. I think you say Boston has the edge because they've got all that talent and they're at home. At the same time, Miami, their guys played like shit tonight. Shit. And they were a Derek White, Miss Tippin from going to the NBA Finals yep. tonight. Who's to say Jimmy doesn't come out in game seven and drop a, a classic Jimmy Butler game? Who's to say Boston doesn't collapse? I, I don't know. I have and no feel for what's happening in game seven is my point. Yes, because it's like, what is Boston going yeah, yeah. to look like on their home floor? Are they going to take the momentum from this game? I think you have two teams that have shown you so many flaws and weaknesses, but two teams that have also shown these big moments that they know their guys can even step up. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, I mean, having big games in this one. In a lot of these other games that the Heat were winning, it was Jimmy Buckets at the end of games. So, yeah, no feel, feel there, but um, this was also a Celtics win without their six-man Malcolm Brogdon. That's a good point. I'm I glad mean, you brought that up. Brogdon did not play in this one. Miami did get Gabe Vincent back in yep. this one. They also made one other change. Kevin Love did not even play. He had been in the starting lineup. He was out, did not play. They put Caleb Martin in there. God, Martin. Talk about having some big moments. In he these. was I mean, their he, offense in the start of this game. Yeah, he had 21 points and 15 rebounds in this game. He showed up. Great work. They just need... it. It's fine if the others... Like, having... Caleb Martin perform at that level is great. You need Jimmy, and Jimmy came through late. He did come Bam's through. Bam's got to be better. Uh -huh. You can't go three quarters with those guys being nothing and rely on Gabe Vincent or Struess or Robinson or Martin. Like You're supposed to rely on the heavy hitters. And, That's and look, why they're your stars. And look who you didn't even mention. You didn't even mention Kyle Lowry because he's been a non-factor yeah, yeah. for the most part. Like He's had his moments in this postseason, um, or even in this series, but very short-lived moments. And um, it's it's tough because there's also times when he's making those mistakes out there and you're like, just give Jimmy the ball and get out of the way. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know what to really feel about the heat going into this game seven. Uh, I think for the Celtics, the way that they came out tonight and then ended up finishing it, even on that tip in, I'm like, they've got something. They've yeah. got something. And, and it's something kind of clicked for them after their backs were against the wall. They're going to be done for the season. And something else clicked. I don't know what Joe Missoula brought out of them, but it's been great. I, you say that with basketball. sarcasm, and I don't, I don't know why. What? Well, I don't know what oh, Joe Missoula got out because of Because all the bullshit people out there talking about Joe Missoula should be fired, like, right, right after that awful game by the Celtics, like it was him out there playing. And they're like, it's his job to get it out of them. That's what he's doing right now. Forcing a game seven. Like, if that doesn't mean anything to you for a first-year NBA head coach after all the drama that started this season, I'm sorry. I got I, Joe Musula's back. I do admire that you are probably <laughs> the one of the very few people in the world who kind of comes to the defense of Joe Mazzula yes. after some of the mistakes he has made uh. this year. A couple other things we should mention. Yeah. The way Jason Tatum set the tone tonight was fantastic. You can mention he didn't score in the third and took him a while into the fourth to score. You want more consistency. But he came out of the gates with 25 points in the first half. And he was torching Jimmy Butler. You know, and, and he's being engaged defensively. I felt like he was getting out. He was attacking. He was getting to the free throw line. He was having back-to-back -back turnaround jumpers over mm. Jimmy. Mm. He just has the size and length advantage over Jimmy. And I, I do wonder if that's the other thing. We keep talking about Jimmy Butler and hesitating. Like, how much is it that is in, in Jimmy's head? Like, we can mention the ankle maybe a little bit. Maybe it is the fact that, like, it's just a little challenging dealing with the length of Boston out there. I don't feel like we've ever seen Jimmy look so hesitant, and he definitely was. The other thing that jumped out to me about this game, Miami had to work so hard to score. Thank you for bringing I mean, this up. It felt like yep. every possession was a grind. Yep. It was just late shot clock. And again, that's a credit to what Boston's been able to do and the fact that you know Jimmy and Bam couldn't knock down anything in this game and you talk about jimmy being hesitant especially in the paint and at times it looked like it was his confidence but you're exactly right it was the size of boston at times as well whether it's williams whether it's horford in there and it was the only time that he really made something happen against their length was when he went into their bodies and made something happen it kind of takes away their length right because obviously if you're fading back you're still getting contested by this long arm by this long body but he wasn't as um he just wasn't going into into bodies he, he wasn't trying to find a way there are times he wasn't looking at the basket yeah it he was wasn't like, being a threat he take a that's what it is like, he wasn't being a threat going into guys bodies when he'd get in that paint he would take a jump stop and it was like they already have you yep, beat yep. with their size and their length like what do you, you're gonna have to pass it out because someone can't even cut off you at this point because you just you know brought a whole bunch of people to the middle of the paint frustrating looking at some of the numbers too one area to bring up about boston tonight Derek White, of course, with the tip-in. He had 11 points. He had six assists, three blocks in this game. I thought Marcus Smart had some nice moments through three quarters, some questionable ones in the fourth with the shot selection. He ends up with 21 points, 7 of 15, 4 of 11 from three. Tatum was 0 for 8 from downtown. Brown 0 for 4. 
that's the one thing with Boston when they they just have these habits sometimes where they just don't execute like they should. And we talked about like the late end of quarter stuff with them, which is seemingly a problem in the playoffs. End of this game, end of the first half of this game, they just take bad shots. Sometimes they they go back into ISO mode, and you're going. You guys realize what had you with this double-digit yep. lead, right? What had you rolling? You're getting stops, you're pushing, you're attacking, you're making the extra pass, but then they get a little cute. They start looking at the clock. They want to milk it. ISO, ISO, ISO. Oh, ISO. late shot clock. Oh, and then Miami's playing good defense, and you can't get anything, and then you're taking a bad shot. They have to create better threes, and you know I, I, you can live with them if you're getting good looks. Yeah. But when you're getting the late shot clock ones where it's like, uh, like I thought Tatum at the end of the first half, he was feeling himself like, I've got 25. I'll go ISO here for a little bit. I'm like, you, your 25 wasn't really off a ton of ISO right. stuff. It was in the flow of the offense. It was more in attack mode, not pulling the dribble back out and trying to create that you way. You know what it is sometimes with this Celtics team after they got this win and forced the game seven? Let's obviously talk smack about them. But there's times where I feel like they don't trust each other. Mm. Like they don't trust that they're going to get the ball back. And then there's other times the offense and the... Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba movement is just absolutely beautiful it's magical it's what got them there in the first place and we've seen these games too where it was like why isn't Jalen Brown getting these opportunities and you see these post-game pressers of him being like either I got to do a better job of getting that ball or I got to get um, my teammates to get me more involved whatever it is and it's like that shouldn't even be 
an issue with a team that has so many good players that you can trust, that you should want to move the ball around and get everyone a good shot. If it's Marcus Smart that's knocking them down, get him a good shot. If it's Jason Tatum, you know, with his 20-plus points in that first half, make sure you're working to get him a shot. And, yeah, I feel like sometimes that trust isn't there with them. Um, but, hey, I mean, what whatever they've been doing has got them this far so look as basketball fans fans of the nba we all want a game seven hell yeah we were mentally preparing for two sweeps in the conference finals remember we were talking about that we're like all right i mean i feel like the conversation started going what do you think about heat nuggets (laughs) and now the nuggets are chilling and you know if you're denver right now you are so happy they're loving this Oh. The, the other teams, the other teams come. The team you're facing is going to be coming off a hard, Battling. grueling game seven, and this game was physical at times. A lot of whistle. It was a grind. There's going to be mental fatigue from both these yeah. teams and physical uh, fatigue from both these teams. Whatever team that ends up going to the finals. It's so funny watching this game with Morgan because Morgan's like, "Are you a Miami Heat fan?" Oh, yeah. When they're making a comeback, I just I'm such like one of those people. <laughs> I always root for a comeback. Deuce. Deuce when Jimmy, no, it was when Jimmy got the and one and I'm kind of sitting back and like, it was beautiful. Uh, great. And one, I think yeah, Al Horford yeah. was one that fouled him and Deuce like gets up off the couch. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, dude, I was, and because what? I, one, I, the one thing I'm not a fan of, even what? if you, again, my team's not in this, right? So as a, as an NBA fan. I don't like the star players shrinking or not playing well in the moment or having off nights. It's not fun to me. No. Because I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate great performances. So when I see Jimmy Butler making a run here, coming up with big plays down the stretch, all I'm thinking about is, dude, what a way to rally. What what a way to find a way to impact the game. He did it rebounding tonight. He did it with the assist. But you lose. I, I, I can't imagine how sick you feel tonight. If oh. you're a Miami Heat fan. Oh. Like that that might if you lose the series, you will never forget game six for the rest of your life. Forget games four. Game six. Yep. You have the lead after Jimmy Butler knocks down three free throws with two point one. They actually upgraded to three seconds, I think, after that. And it was a tipping at the buzzer. And you'll oh. never forget Derek White. And one more thing about Derek White, too, because after right after the game, Ali LaForce is is interviewing him and he's tearing up she and really wanted to know why he was she, oh, crying she was, she was trying really, to get that no shit no out but of tell him. me are you crying because you're happy sad? You're sad did something happen in your life today and he's like i'm just happy about we just we just won the game they're just like emotional tears yeah. i remember i will never when when you interviewed Rashawn holmes after that game oh, that yeah, he yeah. hadn't been playing all game lo- or all year long and then he got the opportunity when Sabonis was out and it was against the lakers and he was tearing up he was emotional just in that interview and you think about these guys in an eastern conference finals a game that pushed them to a game seven to have another chance at being in the NBA Finals, it's absolutely incredible. And Derek White, not only did he have that tip in, he also was three for seven from beyond the arc. And I, of course, I follow, hey. so, I follow so many basketball IGs, uh, like different Instagram accounts, and I follow this one that's all about shooting. And they were talking about how his, his, his with his form, his left thumb 
would knock the ball. It used to like kind of like help like spin the ball, it would rotate the ball, so it was a very inconsistent shot. And he totally changed that where now you just see it's it's just like a pure shot. It's a beautiful shot. Thumb stays in place. That's great knowledge by Morgan <laughs> I Reagan. Just, I follow a lot of basketball IG accounts. Um, we uh, are doing this one live. Usually we've been recording these, but after an epic performance like this, we figured we'd hop on live. We can get to some of the comments. I did put a poll yeah. question up Ooh. too. The poll question is, who wins game seven, Celtics or Heat? 69% people have voted, say, wow. the Boston Celtics. Is Patrick, that, go ahead. Is that a prisoner of the moment thing, you think? I mean, it's... This team was down 3-0, okay, just okay. won three in a row, and yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a home game for game seven. Who am I kidding? I mean, that's... I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Did anyone predict to start this series that mm. Miami would be up 3-0? No. Okay, after they went up 3-0, did anyone predict that Boston would win three in a row to force a Game 7? No. So to sit here and act like you can figure out what is happening into a Game 7, the psyche of the Miami Heat, dude, I questioned Boston after Game 3 going, what the hell was that? They rolled over. They're done. They look broken. This Miami team doesn't look broken uh, right now nope. i mean the offense at times can look broken when those guys aren't knocking down shots i don't think they're demoralized i think they're probably pretty pissed off that they have to go and quickly you have to move on from this game like it sucks it happened you struggled you had a chance to win but you play game seven monday this is not something you dwell on you can be upset tonight yep but tomorrow it's let's get shit. back to biz you just need one yep. you just need one it's insane. All right, let's uh, get to some comments from the people watching us. I appreciate you guys hanging yeah, out with us. Thanks. We didn't even promote this ahead of time. Uh, if you haven't yet, hit that thumbs up. Ian says, to be honest, it really looked like Jimmy finally figured out Boston's defense in the last three to four minutes. Will he be able to translate that into a big game in game seven? You know, I don't know how much it was a figuring out thing. I think he looked to be more aggressive. I mean, he took a contested three that went in. He had that play on Horford where he drew contact, but that was an end of game situation. I think Jimmy thrives with his back against the wall, closing minutes going, we have to get it done. But that urgency and the confidence needs to be there earlier in the game. Yep. Like, all game long. His team needs yeah. him to no have hesitating. that because if he's setting that tone in the beginning of the game, others will follow on that squad. And to be fair, the guy still had 11 rebounds and 8 assists, yeah. too. So he was still finding ways to to impact the game uh, in a big way. Also, we haven't mentioned Jalen Brown tonight. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds, 9 of 16 shooting, 2 steals as well. Boston as a team had 8 blocks in this game. And also with Brown? Yeah. finished with those four fouls and he had that's a he great had three fouls early. that's a great point and then that fourth foul i feel like came what in that third quarter pretty early too yep and he put him back in and i'm like are you really gonna risk this right now good for him uh mike says Derek came up big yes um let's see what else patrick says i don't see boston losing to the heat in boston for game seven this was the heat's best shot sad loss for their fans damn Dude, yeah. Uh, Ricky says, it's funny. It only takes 10 days to change people's minds. Missoula didn't deserve the job. <laughs> if he wins uh, game seven, most fans going to say he's a good coach. Some would even say great. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's definitely some prisoner of the moment stuff. Look, Missoula, uh, there have been stretches. You're going, what are you doing? Sure. For sure. He's learning. Morgan's point from the start is like, look, Brad Stevens 
had the confidence to take this row two guy, put him in this spot, then give him an, an, an extension. extension. He has some belief that he can turn into something. And I think one example others would bring up is a young Eric Spolstra, you know, who LeBron, Bing. according to legends, you know, there have been accounts of this. LeBron and those guys went into Riley and was like kind of hinting to Pat Riley, like, hey, don't you kind of want to coach us? Trying to get Spolstra out. Yep. Well, they did not do that. And they end up winning with Spolstra. Yep. And Spolstra is still coaching the Miami Heat. So, yeah, I mean. Patience, my friend. It's tough to have patience with a coach sometimes, a head coach in the NBA. I get it. But he's 34 years old. Like that, He's in this spot. There's going to be growing pains. You just don't necessarily like these growing pains in this situation. But he's going to learn so you hope, much. You hope. You hope. So, no. You, there's, no way, yeah. there's no way around it, Deuce. He is going to learn so much from this series alone, mm. from being a head coach and finding ways to light a fire under their ass, or maybe they did it themselves. But obviously, it's a team effort from everyone all around to get them to force a game seven. Well, I'll say this. You learn, you can learn a lot about players and coaches when they're in adverse situations like Boston's been in, in this series oh, yeah. and losing game three, the way they did where everyone's questioning Missoula. We're listening to Bill Simmons and Rosillo talk about Trades. those guys. Trades. Are you trading Brown Tatum? to see where, how they responded from all that. If they hated the head coach, thank you. I'm not sure that they have this type of it. They could roll over and be like, let's get a new one. But they've responded. Yep. Now you got to win another one. One <laughs> Dude, more. I, I, I just imagine, you know how like people, people who go... People who, who are, like, in the hospital sometimes see the light, and then they think they're, like, dying. Yeah. And then they somehow survive and come out That's of it. That's the Boston Celtics. I felt like that was Boston tonight. I mean, they were seeing the light at the end of and this game. And the light game. was the basketball god saying, look, you got to you gotta show up. Yeah. And if you don't show up, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're going to see the light yeah. for a longer period of time. Uh, Manny says Boston didn't play that well. No, and that's the thing. They they didn't play great, but they, look, look. I, I think offensively they didn't play great at times tonight. But I think defensively you can give them a tremendous amount of credit because they held Jimmy and Bam in check. Yep. You can say, hey, Jimmy's got to be better. Jimmy definitely has to be better. But Jimmy also just had some tough looks tonight because of the length of Boston, whether it's Tatum around the baskets, Derek Y, Horford, Williams. These guys are everywhere. Much they more can active. Switch. They're so yep. active. So you could say Boston played great. I'm like, yeah, but Boston deed up, right? Yep. And Boston made the extra plays. How they win the game tonight, it wasn't off a, a, a jumper. It was off a second chance opportunity because someone is, with effort, crashing mm. the glass to tip it in at the buzzer. So, yeah. I mean, so we could say Boston didn't play. I know Miami didn't play well either. So, yeah, it was, this is not necessarily one of those beautiful games, but the finish was classic. It was crazy. Oh, classic. I, yeah. I think everything from – I even – oh, I said that to you. After – I said that to you. After yeah. Jimmy – Knocked down the three free throws. I said to you when they were taking it sideline out of bounds, and I said, no matter how this game ends, <laughs> I said, this is such a cool ending. Like, whatever yeah. happens in this one possession for the Celtics, 
did not think it was going to go that way. Can't make that shit up. Mark with a C says, I think no matter who wins the East, loses to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I'd probably, uh, I'm giving the edge to Denver against whoever Rested. they Rested. I feel like they are the better team out of all three teams that are left right yeah. here. Um, um, Javon also saying the controversy right now is the refs adding 0.9 seconds to the clock after the foul on Jimmy. Yeah, so I think what people are saying, and I, I saw that same thing, that there should have been like 2.8, 2.9 act actually. Uh, initially, they had it listed at 2.1. They ended up putting it at 3. I don't know. I need to see the review that the rest put on there. We start getting into the weeds with this stuff. It's like, okay, let's just say they put 2.8. Do, do they run the same play? Or does, right? Like, you just, who knows what happens? Maybe it's a different look that's marked. Or does Smart take the shot quicker, yeah, yeah. and then it still ends know. up happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, does that change? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you, if you're Miami and that's what you're hanging on to tonight, I'm going, okay, let's go back to the, I don't know, 39 other plays. Um, if I'm a Miami game. fan, yeah. I'm absolutely hanging on yeah. to that because I want to blame something. Yeah. Yes. And Patrick says, a little too much time, but you still need to box out. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it was, Ugh. Struess was out of position. He God. tried to get back there. He was out of position on that crash. And th that's, that's what Boston's done a great job of crashing the last couple of games where they are coming hard from the corners to get those second chance opportunities. Well, and like we already said, especially whenever Miami would go into that zone, it was Celtics opportunity every single time. Like everyone's discombobulated on the defensive end of where their guy is if, if they're in the same area as them. So they didn't actually grab a body and Celtics did a great job of running in there and crashing. Here's a stat today from Celtics PR. Derek White's buzzer beater tonight was the second in NBA history by a player whose team was facing elimination and trailing at the time of the shot. The other, Michael Jordan over Craig Elo against the Cavs in the 1989 first round. So that will be the off-season discussion. <laughs> who's better, Derek White or Michael Jordan? Oh, man. Uh, go? Here's a Jimmy Butler after this game. Uh, and he's, his message is pretty simple. If I play better... We're not even in this position. Go through the ups and the downs. How do you, as a leader, kind of try to keep this team mentally in it after a loss like this? Uh, let them know that um, as good or as bad as we played tonight, we still lost. So we still got a job to do at the end of the day. And we will be in this thing together, um, home, away, on the road. And if, um, like I told the guys on the bench, I told the guys in the locker room that um, if I play better, we're not even in this position, honestly speaking. Um, and I will be better. And that's what makes me smile because um, those guys follow my lead. So when I'm playing better, I think we're playing better as a whole. All right. Prisoner of the moment. Yep. Prisoner of the moment. Prisoner of the moment. What? My, is Miami winning game seven? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, anything Jimmy says, we believe, we believe. You know what I love, though? We said if he's setting the tone from the start, being aggressive, playing yeah. better, everyone follows. I noted this because the star of this game told me the story. <laughs> and I hate that I even have these notes. <laughs> what? You guys want to see my notes today? They're so I can't even read them. I did I did it like this. I like folded and did a little like a little book. Oh, Halftime thought. Anyway. First few plays of the game, yeah. it was Max Struess trying to do too much, taking bad shots, putting the ball on the floor. He took two bad shots. He was over dribbling. He fouled Tatum on a three. I'm going, 
you can't start like that in a game six with a chance to go to the NBA Finals. I didn't like that. So, to your point, yes, Jimmy, from the start of game seven. Yeah. I can't wait for this. This is what it's about. Game seven of a conference finals. I just hope it's not a letdown. I don't want to blow out either way. I, I know. just want a competitive game where we, with a few minutes left, go, all right, whose game is it? Well, it seemed like the last couple of games, besides tonight, that the Heat really had control. Even when it would be like a 10, six-point game, it felt like the Celtics had control. Yeah. And tonight... With four minutes left in that fourth, I just was like, no, there's something different about the heat on their home floor. And it still took a grind. It took so much to even get to that moment to get three free throws. And it still wasn't enough. You know, I felt like there were times of this game that the Boston Celtics were a boa constrictor and they were just, you know, just sucking the life. But some like magic happened and they turned into like a gardener snake oh. where you're going. Suck the life out of this team. Now. Snakes? Really? Yeah. That's where I'm going with snakes. Okay. I watched Dungeons and Dragons yesterday. A great movie. And now my imagination's all over the place. Oh, I think. there we go. Roll 2D yeah, to get yeah. the. Thank you. Gardener. Uh, by the up. way, if you're here, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We're doing NBA content all the time. And I'm guessing we're probably going to go live after game seven on Monday night. I, I mean. Yeah, most like depending on the game. I mean, okay. we've been doing we've been doing our as most of you know, we've been doing our reactions yeah. and um, instead of doing them live, we just post them. But like after a game like this, I was like, no, 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 we got to talk to the NBA crowd. Like, what we got? I did watch a movie. I'm catching up on some stuff. Ooh. Just caught up on Succession, ready for the season finale on Sunday night. I can't wait. Um, yeah, I. I have no feel for game seven and I love it. That, that's what I love. I, you know, you slide edge to Boston. How about that? Slide edge to Boston because they're at home. That's it. Yeah. I would say, I'd say the home factor and with the way that they have played these last couple of games, um, building that lead and finding a way to keep it. And yeah, it, it bored me in the other two and tonight. Oh God. I just, I wish every game could end like this. I just can't imagine heartbreaking. Yeah, it's hard. That's what it is. Yeah, I like. I feel it. Here's a problem though. Those fans in Miami. You know what? Not all. Some of the fans. <gasps> be in Miami, nice. You know what? I'm not gonna say. It. I'm gonna be nice tonight. Okay. But some of those fans in Miami tonight, they're already going out. They don't care. They're like, <laughs> it's it's Memorial no, Day no, no, weekend. No, 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 no. It's Memorial no. Day weekend. It's I, a Saturday night. I'm in Miami just with a playoff game. They just lost. I'm going out till 5 a.m. I think I think it's a different vibe when your team reaches <laughs> in your city this type of success um, where it's like there's people that didn't even know that they liked the Miami Heat that are practically crying right now, acting like uh. the biggest fans in the world, just because you feel that connection when your city has this kind of basketball and has this type of success. Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I felt depressed after the Kings uh, lost in a game seven to the defending champs. Uh, for their first time to get into the postseason in 16 seasons. And I seriously felt like depressed for a week. And I, it wasn't even about that game. I think I just felt like, like I was on such a high and then it came down to this low. So I don't know if this is something that is normal. I'm not used to being there in the postseason um, with the team that I root for and I cover. So I can only imagine how uh, Miami heat fans feel right now. Um, the question that's always asked going into a game seven Who's the pressure on right now? And 
Charles Barkley's point tonight was all the pressure right now goes back to Boston because they're at home. Uh, to me, it's a game seven. Like, I think it's all pressure packed. <laughs> I don't think there's any more pressure on Boston. I, I think feel the just... pressure. You feel the pressure. Yeah. Miami feels the pressure. Celtics feel the I pressure. I mean, who would you rather be right now? You'd rather be Boston. Because you're, won- you're going home. Because you're going you're home. You're going home and you've won three in a row. Yep. And yep. tonight, maybe you didn't play your great greatest at times, and you still you won the game. Yeah. Even though it took a miracle. Yeah, so I guess right now, sure, you'd want to be – I mean, and you just won the game. Yes, yeah. you'd want to be Boston, celebrating, having fun. Uh, Mac, for a better tomorrow, I ask, why is Spolstra still playing Lowry? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I they, – they don't have a lot of options yeah. at the guard spot. Maybe you just cut the rotation even more. I mean – Look, but how much more can you cut it? He played Zeller two minutes tonight. Then he just played Lowry and Robinson off the bench. I am with you, though. Lowry has been dreadful. Agreed. And, and and it's it's sad because I think a lot of people, they are like NBA people. They don't want to talk about it because they're like, but he's done so much as a vet for so long. And he has. And that's great. But you can analyze the game and say what it is, and he has been dreadful. He's at moments been um, like scary to have out there, yeah. where it would feel deflating or a mistake would be made, or um, he's trying to do too much. And I don't know where you go from here because Spolstra also went small in his lineup, so having Kevin Love not even play, you just have less and less options. And usually in the postseason, yes, you want a shorter rotation. That's the way you go. But you see with this Miami roster, like you have to go down the list and you need everyone to provide for you, especially when you have guys not playing and um, Tyler Hero obviously out. Shout out Kayla Martin, by the way. Who oh, my God. So cool. Awesome in this series. Yep. 21 it- points, 15 rebounds. I already, I already mentioned that stat line. It's worth repeating. He was big time for them. Yeah. And, and I mean, we especially because we talked about the way that Jimmy Butler wasn't getting things going yep. uh, to start the game. Caleb Martin was. And how do you not rally behind that? You know, when another guy's just like saving the day a little bit. It Again, it comes from everyone. And then going back to the Celtics, having someone like Marcus Smart have a 21-point game um, when Malcolm Brogdon's out. It's like you just saw guys stepping up when – when your other guys weren't making shots or health was in the picture, it, it's it's been fun to see different role players really show up in different ways. It uh, should be noted, too, uh, looking at the fourth quarter, is 31-25, Miami in the quarter, Butler at 15. Uh, Duncan Robinson gave him 10 points. There's a stretch in the fourth. Like, is Duncan Robinson going to win? This? this is where they're going. Dude. They're running shit through Duncan right now. Okay. And we already talked about those couple of threes yeah. uh, he missed. But look, this is why we watch look. sports. The drama. Are you making fun of me for saying look? Yes. I've said it twice. No, you do it every single recap that we do. It's always your crutch like transition. Look, look. And I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm I'm looking. <laughs> Uh, Teddy Boy says, you Heat fans are a joke. Believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah. we're not Heat fans. We're actually Sacramento yeah, Kings yeah. fans. I just like, I hate. <laughs> we I, love hoops. Yeah, I love basketball. Um, uh. Anyway, what I was saying, though, is this is what we want for. This is, all, this is what we watch for, is yeah. for drama. 
And now we get a game seven with a chance to see something we've never seen in NBA history, and that's a team come back from 3-0 to win a series, and it would be to advance to the NBA Finals. The storylines, the angles. Hey, and the drama happening on the floor and not off the court, that's what we're talking about. That's what everyone's talking about in the NBA world. And God, I just, I love it. I love drama. Well, if you like what we're doing, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We're dropping content every single day. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful weekend. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. <laughs>